Greetings, programs. Welcome to an episode of the Co Is G Pod that has a subtle bone border and a tasteful thickness. It even has a watermark. This is, of course, part two of the Co Is G Pod Bayomus 2020 celebration. And celebrating with me, as always, are my brothers, your favorite good guys, Box Office Rob hey. and Ryan. Hey there. Before we get to today's episode, grab your shoulder pads and suit up, because we've got reservations at Dorcia. In a world where climbing the corporate ladder to the height of fashion can be murder and lead to losing your grip on sanity and a fall from grace, Christian Bale stars in American Psycho as Patrick Bateman. Strutting across the silver screen in a classic charcoal pinstriped double-breasted suit by Valentino. This boxy number with its exaggerated shoulder pads and excessively large notch lapels perfectly embodies the power suit and the understatement that overkill is underrated. Accompanied by spectacles from Oliver Peoples, these round tortoise shell frames give contrast to Bateman's chiseled angular features, the stride of his fascinating pair of Christian Louboutins really brings the whole look together. In a bold move rejecting convention, he wears braces instead of a belt, disregarding the loops of his trousers. You can see that. All right, fellas, this week. For week two of Christian Bailmas, we got out of action and went with, I, I guess, a jet black comedy, American Psycho. I, I think that's how it was originally pitched, like in uh, promotional trailers. I don't really remember the trailers, but I think it was supposed to be a dark comedy. Yeah, I read a lot that it was a dark comedy. I, you know, boys, I did really, not laugh really a lot dark. during this. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> I did not get a whole lot of yucks watching this one either time that I, again, because I, I think this is only the second time I've ever seen this movie. Once back in, was it 2000? Yeah. 2000? Yeah. Right around I there. Think I watched, yeah. So 20 years ago, and then I watched it for this. I, I don't remember yucking it up then, and I definitely did not <laughs> get too many yucks from it watching it this time. So, but I did, I did read the same in all the descriptors. It, it's, it's labeled as a dark comedy. Thing. Yeah. So I, I actually I don't think I saw this in theaters. I might have seen this after I watched Equilibrium and was like, hey, that guy's got something. Let's go to Blockbuster and see what else he's done. And we might have rented it and brought it back home to watch. Maybe we watched it together because I think I watched yeah. it at home. I, I don't at I don't home. I don't I don't think we went out, but there yeah, might have been was a not a theater. Watch this. Yeah. It was not and we're like, room. oh, that was the thing that happened. You know, it was, it was, it was probably around, you know, Bail Miss in 2001 <laughs> or 2002. <laughs> <Sure>. there, <laughs> was, like, there was a little buzz generated from this movie. You know, like it, it was definitely yeah. a movie people were talking about either highly or it seemed like one of those movies where everybody either absolutely loved it or absolutely hated it. There wasn't a lot yes. of in between. yes. That's yeah. like looking at the reviews, like watching it and looking at the reviews on IMDb. It's either like a nine or ten star love this movie, or it's a one star this movie's disgusting. It's, I did not see a lot of five. Ah, this is a movie <laughs> reviews, but it's it's also based off of a book, which apparently is more violent and it goes into more 
details about murder and things like that, which. Yeah, I was going to ask if you actually had read it because, you know, I, I read you know, I a lot of that. It doesn't seem like something I would like to read. To be, like, I'm, I'm more into like science fiction books, yeah. <laughs> not murder books. It seems depressing to read. And I don't know if you could read a dark comedy. I don't think that would be a good read for me personally. So basically this movie's about a rich vice president of, what is it, Parker and Parker? I think it's like Pierce and Pierce or something. Pierce and Pierce. It's something P&P. Price and price. I guess it's an investment banker. Yeah. Mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions. Bryce and Bryce. Price and, uh, okay, it's, it's P and P. I, mean, I don't know, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. But uh, basically, he kills people in his off time. Or at least <laughs> fantasizes about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because that's a big. I think that's really the primary discussion. Of the movie is what do you actually think happened throughout this whole right. thing? But that's that's getting a little definitely putting the cart in front of the horse. Cart before the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Pierce and Pierce is the couple. That's what I said. Uh, I actually said nothing, but <laughs> yeah. I'll, take, I'll, I'll take I'll take credit for it. Why was this movie made? Uh, I think they needed to get Christian Bale out there and oh. deliver a a wonderful acting performance by Christian Bale this movie they have the girl from kids in it oh it's uh, chloe what's her name? chloe um savigny or yeah you know i saw her name in it which character did she play she was the secretary. like receptionist or secretary yeah. yeah now it makes total sense right yeah savigny excuse yeah, me yeah so you much remember her Catholic. for the peanut gallery <laughs> i know <laughs> and it's and once I saw her name, I was like, Shh, it's me, Casper. <laughs> it's me, Casper. Uh, and I was like, I haven't seen that movie probably since know. 1999 or 2000. I don't think that movie would still hold up. I hope not. <laughs> I don't, but I, I mean, it has a very young Rosario Dawson in it. Yeah, it still mentioned DJ Flipper showing up at I places know. from that one scene. Like, <laughs> DJ one Flipper was there? Was there. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, nobody on this planet has ever gotten the reference besides me and you. I mean, I <laughs> no one did. <laughs> Anytime we talk about a party that DJ Flipper showed up at. Yeah. If anyone out there remembers the DJ Flipper line from kids before we mentioned it, you know, right into our social media, because I'd like to know there's one other person that holds that as a memorable line on this planet. Because I, I don't think there is. It's just us. Just us. Also, write in if you remember, like, the movie Kids. Yeah. How, how did you forget? <laughs> Casper, Tully. I mean, yeah. Don't bother no, watching. Okay. Is it in the bag? Is it in the bag? Is this it's something we're going to have to sit through? It's okay. not in the bag. Because I can't see that holding up today. It, it could be. I, I don't see how, though. No, I don't think it's... I mean, we could get Rob's reaction. Rob, did you ever see Kids? No. no, I have not. Oh, Fuck, we might have to put kids in the bag just so Rob could watch kids. Do you have your child in that bag? No. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. I mean, it'd be more funny if he watched it at home. Spoilers. Did you ever see did, Spring Breakers? Like American I did not. I mean, no, I did not see Spring Breakers. I know of it. I've I seen like 45 minutes of Spring Breakers, and I was like, what's happening? I don't Why, care. Why is that similar? I think it's the same guy, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think oh, it might be. It, it's... I think it's the same writer or something. It's a mess of a film. Yeah, I watched it. It was. It You're was, really selling it. It'd just be more funny to to, to have your reaction. Your that could uh, be a side project. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Rob to watch at least the first like 20 minutes. Okay, so the producer helped us out. He 
I just lost it. He wrote kids and directed Spring Breakers. Is that right? Is that what the message I'm is? glad he wrote, still wrote and directed. Now that you say that, I could totally see a similar style of dialogue. Yes, and yes. It, it all like, makes... I was just watching it because it was uh, Vanessa Hutchins in a bikini. And I was like, oh, I could watch 20 minutes of that and see what's going on in this movie, see if I like it. Yeah. But somehow we we've got off this again. road. Yeah. <laughs> we've done it again. Yeah. We started talking about... Uh, so kids. Chloe, was that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Savan Yi. You know, so it's the American Psycho podcast. Yeah. Talk the Green about. Goblin was in it. Um, yeah. Yes. William the Defoe. the great William Defoe. William Defoe, right? Yeah. 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 Is that what you think of William Defoe? Like his role? When I see him, I think of the Green Goblin. Yeah. I don't, I don't really? know. Like, I mean, that's what you think of him? He's done so much good work in yeah. other movies yeah. and stuff, but still, when I see him, I see the Green Goblin from, you know, that, that I you know, know. Just, I just connect him to Green Goblin. I, I see him, I see Elias from Platoon. Yeah. And, and that's a much better it's thing to go to, but just something with his face, you know, goes the Green Goblin for me. I'm not saying it's the right choice. I'm just saying it's where my brain goes, right? Like, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It's memorable. It's memorable. <laughs> While we're here, how about we play the the box office breakdown game for American right. Psycho? All right. So let's see. Uh, this movie had a budget of seven million dollars. Not too crazy. Yeah. Not surprised by that because yeah, they don't yeah, yeah. really do a lot. No, well, they had yeah, to pay for a lot of music rights in this one. Which, by the way, I'm surprised oh, anybody signed over their music for this sound soundtrack. <laughs> Like I'm surprised they must not have known what the movie was about or what it would be used for to put it in there. So, but yeah, I imagine music rights were a big part of it. I mean, they're getting their money. You know? Yeah. I mean, would you want to would you want them to be discussing your song before you know he puts an axe into somebody I, or I think uh, uh, any any publicity is good publicity. I I don't know. No, with, I know Whitney okay. Houston uh-huh. said she didn't want her song played during this movie. Do they actually play it or, or do they just talk about it? They just talk about it. He talks about it. Yeah, they but there's no music play playing. They're not playing it. It's like, do not uh, play my music. Right. Uh, a lot of people pulled out. Like, his uh, Tidy Whities were supposed to be Calvin, Calvin Klein, I believe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, his watch was supposed to be Rolex. So it's supposed to be like one big commercial for all his yeah, stuff. Basically so. of, yeah, of uh, 80s greed and all that good stuff. Yeah. Right. All right, so seven million. You said seven million. What are you saying? Yes, seven million dollars was the budget. What do you think? You think it made money? Twelve million dollars. What? You think they made twelve million? That's a twelve million dollar. I think they they made money. What do you think? I think it barely scraped by. I think they probably made at least doubled. I'm gonna say they did fifteen. They uh, domestic they made fifteen. Worldwide they made thirty four. Wow. Oh, big hit. This is a gigantic hit. People love watching Christian Bale murder people. That's all I get from that. We're going to break this shit down right now. Break it down. Oh, Ryan, already with the wrestling references, making me real happy. I was not Did doing you know that was a, <laughs> no, you know that was a wrestling reference? No, I was doing like so a music reference. The same way they do it. It's in a ton of songs. I was not referencing wrestling. Yeah, uh, fine. No, if you say it that way, you're, of course, talking about G-Generation X. And everyone knows that, What did Ryan. he say? What did he Bring say? It he said, break it down. Oh, that's of course like, the first line of their entrance music, and that's when you knew DX was going to show up. So Ryan, you get Shawn Michaels, and you get another wrestler that we've mentioned on the previous two podcasts. H H H. That's right. <laughs> and that's how that's what they refer to him all the time. Here comes H H H. Here's H H H. Hunter Hunsley. Oh, yeah. uh, you got two of them. There's one in the middle. You got the first and last. 
Huntley, Hunt, Hunter Holmes. Hunt, I can't remember, man. Hurst. Uh, Hurst. 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 It's Hurst. Hunt. Oh, man, you're so close. And they call him Triple H. Of yeah, course. They, call they don't Triple call him H. 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 H with a three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him H. H. Three. Uh, but, uh, let's see. This movie starts out with his uh, morning routine, his beauty regiment. Where he's doing that monologue over top of. You know, everything saying his precise pattern, you know, of everything uh-huh. he does in the morning, which I'm sure is very similar to your morning routine. Um, it's it's <laughs> honestly a lot of similarities going on in my morning shower routine that were going on there that was making me uncomfortable. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, the, the eye cream. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. I do that. The exfoliant. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you very like Patrick Bateman? Do we need to do a wellness check? <laughs> no, I mean, my, the, the woman who I'm related to by marriage is fine. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any mental instability. I haven't called any of you in the middle of the night crying that I did something horrible. So right now, our similarities pretty much just end at our, our bathroom routine. Although his is much, much more advanced than mine. But there are several steps we we agree on. Do you do crunches with an ice pack on your face? Only if I feel a little puffy in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm up to two. So. But, yeah, that's good. I think <laughs> I can see where you're saying is the similarities are there. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a little behind him. He said right. he was up to like a thousand. You yeah. Know, I got two. Yeah, you're good. I mean, he had to start somewhere. I'm sure at some yeah, point I it was mean, two for him as yeah, well, right? Yeah. Like I, I do it, you know, while I have a pizza on my chest. <laughs> And that's, a whole slice that's of pizza reward. around your face. Yeah, it's so that, my that ice mask. Oh, it's yeah. a pizza with holes cut in it. <laughs> yeah, and you bite the holes out and put it on right. there, and then you do your two crunches, and then you got pizza afterwards. There you go. You know, your face warms the pizza up a little bit to get it to room temp, and then you can eat it. In this scene, he says that there's that there's no real me, or he, that's what he you know says, and that's the first like mm-hmm. you know he's constantly kind of bringing, or at least they're trying to bring some kind of insight to him and his. Just his cracking, basically, and he says, there's no real me. Then the montage continues. You get a walking on sunshine playing in the background, and you get him going into his office for the first time, talking to um, Seven-Y or Kids Girl and saying, you know, like, you kids, look great. Yeah. yeah, don't wear that again. You know, like. Uh, yeah, I did not like how he was like, don't like wear that again. Didn't, didn't like it. it. I know it's supposed to be the 80s. And I'm sure that yes. went on, unfortunately. I guarantee yeah, it yeah. went on all the time. Where he's telling her to wear high heels and shit. Just didn't make me feel yeah. comfortable. It was cringy, for sure. But mm-hmm. again, it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah, to put yeah, you. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed and to make you uncomfortable in 2000. I don't so know. It if definitely should make you uncomfortable now. Yucking it up in the theater because this was supposed to be a dark comedy at this point. You know, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel it. I mean, we could ask our producer to do some research and see if anyone he knows was... <laughs> laughing at that point in you know the theater but i i did not find it amusing there at all so it goes from there to a limo scene where you meet his fiance simply irresistible is playing in the background or no he's not song. in the background even it's like through headphones it's on his like headphones it's on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. he's got this old school 80s foam headphones on his head you know like and tuning yeah, her out i guess they didn't have anything better Headphone wise, really? That was like the standard. It oh, was no, either the was it, yeah. old yeah. super over the head cans that you wouldn't really wear out, or it was those foam headphones were like, yeah. There were no in ear headphones. There were no, you know, like, it was it. 
Those are your two options. I was just going to say, they just look terrible. But yeah. we all had them, so <laughs> it's like and really can't complain about it. I mean, do you remember how bad the sound bled out? That There was no, like, yeah. you might as well just had a speaker in your hand because everybody could hear what you were listening to if you had the volume up at any, like, their garbage. You always remember the feel of that foam, though. That foam had its own, like, feel to it. it yeah, was not- it was real strong foam. Didn't feel good on your ears, that's for sure. And then you meet, again, Reese Witherspoon, who I'm forgetting mm-hmm. her, her name. Evelyn. Evelyn, thank you. And you realize their relationship's a little messed up already. She wants a wedding. He doesn't want to take time, you know, time off work for the reason. You remember the reason he doesn't want to take time off work? Is it because he has to return videotapes? We're going to return some videotapes. Oh, that's that's his reason of many that's other times, which was, yeah. you know, when I say it in the last movie. I love that reason. I, I love the reason. Every time he every said time. he had to return right. videotapes. Right. But no, he said he wanted to fit in. So you already realize yeah. there's no real him. He already wants to, you know, he's already worried about fitting in. So, again, showing some cracks in his uh, mental stability. Then we go back to a restaurant where you meet some of his friends. And basically the guy that Reese Witherspoon is having an affair with. And he's having an affair with, you know, another Another guy. Yeah, yeah, another guy. And they, they start mentioning some, like, current social events going on. You know, like Sri Lanka, apartheid, you know. Civil or equal rights, you know, like he's mentioning all that. And I wasn't sure from it what his viewpoints truly were, if he was just fitting that or if he really. I don't think he really cared about any of that. He was just trying to one up, uh, you know, Bryce or whatever. Right. Is that that's what I I think that's what I thought I got from all it was. Right. I don't think he gave a crap about any of that. Because he said social concern over materialism, which is kind of like. You know, the the whole kind of ring of the, the movie and, and what he's built around. So I was trying to figure if I missed something there in what he was saying. But I think it's just, again, showing that he has no true personality. He just says whatever, you know, he deems to be the necessary thing to say at that time. He just makes up whatever he wants to make up. He walks to an ATM, which I was like, shit, were there ATMs back then? I had to, like, stop and look up when, like, ATMs were. Because I don't remember ATMs. Uh, until... I never even second-guessed it. Oh, but... yeah, I didn't either. It didn't bump up on you that this was supposed to be the middle of the 80s? I was trying to remember the first time we had ATMs around us, and it had to be, you know... I mean, they, they had to be new. That I'm sure they had some sort of yeah, especially in New York. I have, I have no real... But it, it bumped me so hard. But I looked it up. They've had them since, like, there was ATMs used in, like, the 50s and 60s, just not in, like, wide, you know, circulation. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they were around if you, like, do a, a internet search. Like, not, like, publicly consumed, but they're, mm-hmm. yes, you know, 69 is what he just told us. But, so, I but still again, wouldn't have guessed that. That still seems a long, long time. Or, right. you know. And then he walks up to a girl, or past the girl, says hello, and they're sitting at a uh, crosswalk, and she kind of looks at him, they look back, and then they go, you know, off together, you know. Um, yeah, they, they keep walking. Right. And then, is that when it goes to him at the cleaners? Yeah, then he's at the dry cleaner. With he's, the, he's, he's cleaning uh, cranberry he, juice. Right, he calls cranapple. Right. Cranapple, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. the assumption is there, and they don't show it, is that he took that, that girl went home with him and he, and and he murdered, murdered her. Yeah. Right. But again, that's that's all unsaid, and yeah. you know, getting into it, I I don't know if he really murdered anybody in this movie at all. But he definitely had something red on his sheets for sure. Yeah. Like, that, and he and he is flipping out in this dry cleaner, you know, like just yeah. That was just a brutal scene. What the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yeah. Again, I imagine some people found that funny. I didn't no. necessarily find Who, it funny. Why? Him just yelling at two people for not being able to get bloodstains out. Also, who brings bloodstained sheets to a cleaner? Right. 
that, that's probably more of it. And then would because uh, again he does one of those lines where he said something. Did I write it down? What he said to her? If you don't shut your effing mouth, oh, yeah. I will kill you. I mean, just you know. And again, yeah. that's yeah. And, and I guess we're not supposed to know whether he's really saying these things or they just just snaps and his and his mind breaking. Yeah, what he wants yeah. to say. I'm under the impression to make this movie better for myself watching it that he's not really saying these things. These are just all like internal thoughts he's struggling with. I'd rather look at it that way. I, I don't I know how you prefer it, it, it that way than him yeah. actually talk like. I'd prefer living in the world where he's actually killed no one because you see him with pills at some point and taking pills in the end. Like, yeah, but yeah, he all is all over the place. He's he's yeah. he's, he's, he's been suffering through, from something. Yeah, he's having some kind of mental break, and hopefully this is just all something that could you know hopefully be worked out with whatever psychiatrist he's actually seeing, whoever prescribed right. those pills. But if you're assuming that that's what they are, they could you know he could have just got like I don't know. I mean, oh, I they could have been. It did look a prescription, could, but he could have been like abusing like. You know, I, I don't know. I just, again, I'm trying to make this movie feel better to me. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I'm going to come up with the scenes that, that make it fit better into what I want it to be. I mean, and that's probably what most people watching it do. I, I would hope. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to his apartment and he's trying on the phone to get, the, the lady, the one woman he's had the affair with to come over while he's watching porn on the, the, the television in the background. A lot of porn yeah, watching going volume, on. Full yeah. volume. You'd think it was like Reagan with the Tron desk there because that's uh, like all that we was doing throughout the whole <laughs> hey, movie. Man. Hey, man. I'm saying it was a bad system for it. I'm not saying I want to do that at the Tron desk. Just saying that's where you went. No, I'm not. Go back and listen to our Tron episode. Say who's who's slandering who. That that was just a streaming chain of thought. It's not like I I can't wait to get the Dillinger computer (laughs) and go crazy on it. Also, I thought while watching this, I was like, uh, referencing one of our other back catalogs, if anybody out there wants to listen to it, the, the Blast from the Past episode, that this is what you thought <laughs> he would come out of the bunker and he would turn into American Psycho. Rather oh, absolutely than... <laughs> he would be. <laughs> just, just absolutely. Rather, just to find a of the, the relaxation therapist shit, that's <laughs> what um, Adam is doing in the future. He's flexing in the camera, showing his guns so, in the, in the getting... mirror. I mean, we'll get there later. I'm but. getting a little more concerned after hearing your morning routines the same, and then like hearing that some of your mindset <laughs> goes in the same place. Goes on. Yeah. Uh, in our past episodes, your mind plate set kind of goes here. You you pick this movie to watch. I, I you know I'm getting I'm getting a little nervous. That's all. We, we just keep going. See where we go from here. Honestly, uh, we need a bit of a palate cleanser and bail mess because we're going action and yeah. then action. We needed a dark comedy. Yeah. To just stick in the middle of Baelmas, and I chose this one. And nothing's bad's happened yet. No, not yet. So the, the end of this scene in his apartment ends up him calling for the reservation at the restaurant, which we said earlier, but I forget the name, uh, Dorcia. And the reservation yeah, guy Dorcia. literally laughs at him yeah, on the yeah, phone. Yeah. Like, it must be a great restaurant, though. Uh, I mean, Although everything they order in this movie sounds like shit. Like, yeah. I, I have a trash palate, and I'll be the first to admit it. 
Yeah, they're not, uh, they're not yeah, serving I'm, Boba tea and uh, oh man, you know, if like they Taco were. Bell and if they <laughs> were, <laughs> you're not gonna have any any challenges getting a reservation at Taco Bell when you're taking <laughs> taking your girl. They, they always take my reservation. So then he's in the car riding because he gets he convinces her she's drugged out of her mind like she's on like Valium or something pretty remember yeah she has no idea what's going on you get you get your Donald Trump mentioned in there he's like is that Donald Trump's car you know like Trump is mentioned twice or a Trump is mentioned twice twice in this twice yeah Yeah. then they get to the restaurant which is the not uh, even though he's telling her it's a restaurant the 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 menu they flash to it's a totally restaurant what the name of the restaurant is. Uh, and he totally not only lies about her location, she's visibly passing out the table. And then he, you know, barks an order, like basically tells her what to order, which also I was like, God, yeah. what a dick. <laughs> like, yeah. I forget what his um his side piece's name is. I do too. I was terrible uh, with the I names on this uh, because I want to say I d- Courtney. I think it was Courtney, Courtney sounds, sounds right. right. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised he didn't kill her at some point, like during this movie, or you know, allude to killing her. Yeah, it, it, she, oh, yeah, she commits suicide, right? That's what their goodbye was about. I don't know about that. I, mean, I, that? I think they, I think they kind of hinted that she that, that was she gonna was going to kill yeah. herself because he was telling her to go through with her marriage to the 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 guy, right. you know, her fiance. And she, you know, when they leave it, she's like, if I don't see you after Easter or whatever, you know, have a good one. Yeah, you know, but, I didn't catch that, but yeah, that's it's really haunting the way right. she says it. Yeah, yeah. And then like he's about to leave, and she's like, you know, hey, Paul. And he's like, what? And she's like, never mind. And then he just leaves immediately. And that's the last time you see her in this movie. Yeah, I suppose it could be. Maybe there's yeah. more detail of that in the book or something that I don't know. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch it, you know, as a suicide there. But it very much could. I thought she was saying, have a good one, because I was waiting for that to be something that like he said to her often or something, you know, like he was repeating something that he said. But that never, that was never mentioned again. So your your scenario makes somewhat more sense. I mean, it's still sad. It's still yeah. sad. I mean, there's not a lot of again, there's not a lot of happy in this this picture for anybody. I mean, yeah, who, who makes out in this movie? Maybe, uh, you know, Jenny. Um, sorry, uh, kids, girl, seven ye or whatever her yeah, name was. Jean, 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 Jean. Yeah. I mean, she, other than being disturbed by what she sees in this book, I don't know that she's any worse for wear after she she escaped. <laughs> she, yeah, I was like, she almost gets nail gunned in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. again, I don't know what's really happened, but again, she made it out of there without any trauma or having to go to the emergency room like the the you know the other hooker did you know the time before. Even if you know you believe she's dead or not dead, but he went back for her. So yeah, why did he go back? Why did that hooker go back with him a second time? Money. The answer to all your uh, questions is money. He had he was flashing that big one. She had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Yeah. For what he did to her the first time. You don't know what she's doing. And I shudder to think about what that could be. Yeah. Well, he opened a drawer. It was all like screwdrivers yes. and like a yes. uh, Ho- uh, hanger. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, fold out hangers. Yeah. And he left it on the stove for about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Nothing good happened. But no. both of those women left alive. Um, and I don't get the point of getting a cheap hooker and then a high-priced okay. hooker. Well, I thought for a while he was trying to do it to build up an alibi for for Paul, Paul Allen yes. because he kept saying, you know, call me Paul. It was at Paul's place at some point, you know, like it was mm-hmm. I thought he was trying to to get himself out of a, you know, a murder he thought he committed. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I got that, too. Yeah. But, you know, so he'd have a bunch of conflicting stories, you know, so I, I don't know this. 
this call girl could say she was with Paul Allen and this the other woman, Courtney, or whoever he said it was supposed to be. It was Courtney, not Courtney. Whatever the other, whoever he told that redhead who was supposed to be blonde to be. Um, or the, I forget what he told yeah. them. Because he tells both of them. So I, the, really was, like, I, I thought he was just, he like was just building alibi. But maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that. because no, he, I, th- I think he was at first, but maybe he just keeps going crazier and crazier. and Right. We're kind um, of jumping. Uh, we didn't get to like the, we're the back introducing of. Yeah, and oh. this is when he meets Paul. We're, we're introduced to Paul Allen, who's played by uh, Jared Leto. Right. This is a, a kind of important scene, I guess, because they're complimenting. I mean, it's the business card scene. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, he mistakes him for a co-worker. Which really chaps him, apparently. You know, kind of digging into him. I'm nobody kind of scenario. So yeah. it's it's irking him. And then, you know, the business cards irk him, even though all the business cards look exactly the same you know like the, the watermark so and everything yeah. 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 Right, right. some of them have raised lettering yeah one of them's obviously eggshell the other's bone yeah great two very yeah. different colors everyone knows that but yes they are beautiful cards though sure i mean they look pretty plain to me honestly but yeah. i'm not a, what, i'm not a business card file right that's the art of it right, you want right. it to look like you barely tried <laughs> <laughs> It looked like you tried yeah, too hard. And then they, they see uh, a Paul's Paul Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, does he actually just drop it on the table like that, like a crazy person would? Or is that just all in his mind when he's looking at when uh, Bateman's looking at it? Oh, I think he really drops it. Yeah. You know, because he wanted to see it, right? He has to see it, and then he dropped it on the table. I, I don't, you know. Yeah, everything. Just place it back down. Maybe, but he was he was just blown away by it, right? Angry. It was beautiful. Um, I mean, did you see the card, Reagan? Yeah, yeah it, it was beautiful. It's stunning <laughs> Man, with the watermark and everything. But I <laughs> yeah. do. I like that inner monologue of I mean, like him was... talking about like, I can't believe he picked someone else's card over my. I can't remember whose card he picks. Right. <laughs> they look almost identical. Right. It was so. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, that was the easy. funniest thing in this movie so far. I agree. And then he gets so frustrated over the business cards, he goes out into an alley and murders a homeless guy. Right, you know? and his dog, yeah. which his I was dog. not on board for. I mean, oh, homeless guy either, yeah. but like, I don't know why all these movies were watching. There's violence against dogs. If we watch yeah. the next movie in Bailments and they heard it, I don't remember, but it'll be three for three entering dogs. And <laughs> right. I just want to say, our stance, the Koji Pond, we're against that. And I don't know how they yeah. keep thinking <laughs> them in these movies. <laughs> I also didn't remember that at all, and I was like, oh, no, run, puppy, run. It's run. A, it, and apparently yeah, it's much worse yeah. in the book. It's so. a rider in Christian Bale's contract that a dog must die during the movie that he's he's in. It can't be made without it. So they had to write it in real quick. Maybe he does hurt a dog in Shaft as well. I don't remember. Does he hurt a dog in Terminator Salvation? No! No! I uh, don't remember. I don't, I don't think I don't, John Connor would I don't think they him. showed any dogs. There are dogs think... in Terminator because they can spot the Terminators. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. So you probably wouldn't hurt them. And I'm assuming Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne didn't hurt any dogs either. Probably not. That goes against the. Uh, actually, no. He punches two dogs in the head in uh, The Dark Knight. Did you get mauled by a tiger? It was a dog. Huh? It was a big dog. When they're. Oh. They said the dogs the, after. The dude loves to be animals, right? Yeah, I don't like right it. with this guy. Well, actually, no, so, because in in our first, in equilibrium, he he wanted to save the dog. He wasn't trying to kill. That's true. But in all the movies he's in, dogs yes. are hurt. Yes. And yeah. I don't like this weird thing that's happening. That they're trying to get emotion out of me. We go to a restaurant next, right? 
Yeah, yeah, because they're supposed to go to, or Paul's like, we can go to Dorcia because he's got an right. end there. And right. Patrick's like, no, no, that's how I'll work it out. I, I don't know, they go to some other shitty restaurant <laughs> that has like four people in it. Right, apparently, and then he mentions, what, Ivanka Trump or something, so I can't remember which yeah. Trump he yeah. mentions is there. Like, lying, obviously, but yeah, it's, it's like a seafood restaurant or something, if I remember. They order something. Apparently, apparently in the book I read, there was a lot more trump stuff like he idolized trump or something like that yeah. well greed is good i mean that's not trump that's uh from wall yeah. street but yeah we get you you get where i'm going he gets paul super drunk and apparently right. doesn't drink himself or doesn't drink that much right it's faking it at least to have the edge and he ends up back at his apartment plays some uh yeah. Huey lewis in the news and this is probably the iconic scene from the movie right Absolutely. where most people you oh, know for sure yeah and hey, I mean, did you his, hear about the parody video that was made about this scene with with uh, Weird Al, Weird Al? With, Huey Lewis? with Weird Al and Huey Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's like hilarious. But he he improvised that moonwalk he does with the axe in the room. <laughs> I just thought he was doing it to hide the axe from Paul. No, he's not. He's not real subtle. Like he just moves around. You know, like he doesn't seem very concerned if people catch him because I imagine if they catch him, he's just gonna murder him quicker, right? Like yeah. But he wants to spend time talking about, you know, his his music knowledge, you know, the stuff he's he's yeah, read he's some really reviews. Music, yeah. so. I'm wondering if that for that script or for the book, if they just took somebody's real review from a like Rolling Stone or something and just you know oh, incorporated yeah, just, just it. Put it in there. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's possible. And I mean that I, I guess that's vaguely I found that vaguely amusing the the music's you know him talking about these tracks as he was yeah. getting ready to go murder somebody, but you know. So there's I mean, all yeah, the, I felt like the absurdity of it was just yeah, that I found kind of funny. The absurdity yeah. of him just rattling off these facts and reviews. Yeah. And, and then, you know, he questions the white paper and then he questions the raincoat. And then he's like, is this a raincoat? He's like, yeah, or whatever. And then he just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, yeah. Paul. And then Paul yeah. catches one to the face. I mean, it was over for Paul quickly. If you believe Paul is actually dead, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he sits down in one of those chairs from uh, that speaker commercial. Memorex? No. No, no. Was it, was it a tape or is it a speaker? Is it, it was a cassette tape, right? Yeah, it was like you record tape. on this cassette yeah, tape. I want to say you're right. Memorex? Yeah, it was Memorex. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was Memorex or it was like the, the tape manufacturer's like Maxwell or whatever it was, but it was one of those. It was one of those. Then you get him taking the body out through the lobby. Driving the, the lobby. He's the throwing. worst murderer in history, by the yeah. way. He's not very, very subtle. And no one seems to care. And, you know, it's I'm sure they're saying that's like just either a the rich can get away with everything or it's just that no one's so everybody's so self-involved. Everyone's so self-involved and not really paying attention to what's going on. Instead of asking him what's in the bag, he at like you know the guy asked him where'd you get that bag? Yeah, and he tells him and he leaves. I I didn't realize on the first watch that. He was leaving a trail of blood dragging that black. Yeah. It was like, I didn't, oh, really, yeah. I didn't catch that until the second yeah. time around. I was looking at it. All right, when I was watching, I was like, man, he's dragging blood through that lobby. Like, presumably it, out on the sidewalk, too, where uh, where he was uh, talking to. Um, uh, I, I forget what that random drone's name is. Yeah. Was he in the rest of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. That was the guy that was uh, engaged to his side piece or whatever, right? It was a. Uh, uh, was it Lewis? Lewis. Lewis. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was Lewis. I could be wrong. But oh, I, it was I didn't Lewis. know it was Lewis in that scene. Okay. All right. So Lewis gets some more screen time. Good for him. 
And now and we're back at his office, and this well, is first, uh, when, first. This is important oh. because he goes back to Paul's apartment, packs the bag, all that stuff to yeah. build the alibi for for Paul mm-hmm. going on a trip to London. Then we go back to his office where we're going to meet um, William Defoe. You know, Lady in Red's playing another song. You know, like, and uh, he comes in to talk to him about the disappearance of Paul Allen. He's and, trying to get him to drink some water. Right, with lime, you know, trying to get it's a special type of water. I, I didn't write what type of water it was. but I didn't write that, but it sounds delicious, especially with lime. I was like, yeah, air. put lime in it. And, and it's it, it, to get me a slice of lime, put that in some water. It's going to be delicious. And, and, of course, they were just more talking about all the schools they'd been to and, you know, like all that, rather than any real facts or anything, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. It was like all status talk more than anything else, even with this detective. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, in the end, there's like people just disappear. Nothing, you know, like it was it was it was kind of a weird scene. And then in the end, yeah. he says he's having lunch at the Four Seasons with Cliff Huxtable. Did you catch that? Yeah, yes. yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that. I was that. like, <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to have dinner with Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. Right. <laughs> you want to have drinks scenes. with him. You know, right. spoiler. It doesn't end yeah. well for Cliff. Yes, I caught the Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> you know, I guess he leaves his card or whatever and tells him to call him if anything. Well, comes I'm up. upset the detective didn't pick up on the Cliff Huxtable ruse. Yeah. I mean, especially then, that that was a huge yeah, that's show. that's the height of the yeah, Cosby yeah, show. Right, right. Like, uh, what year was this taking place? It's supposed to be 1987. 87. So that's, that's like, I would say that's early. But yeah, that's still, that's still primetime that, Cosby. I mean, th- yeah, that Thursday night, that's the Simpsons premiere season. It's Cosby show. It's a different world. Yeah. You know, once again, we'll come back to season three of the Cosby show. You want to do a Cosby show podcast? No, I do not. Not. No. It's too, too controversial. now. It's yeah. Like, you can't, you can't go, go there. Watch it. And now you have to look on it with a much different light. And it's got an asterisk. Yeah. Well, let's get back. <laughs> yeah. We flash to his apartment now. He's doing exercises while watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Leatherface's right. legs. Yeah. Is that wrong? That's what wrong. That, <laughs> Again, I worked I, out Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm sure you have. You Again. don't? <laughs> I have not. I, 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 mean, I put movies on it. I watch movies while I work out. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre has gone in the DVD player in the gym. He does have a fascination, and I don't know if he's mentioned any yet about serial killers and mentioning them. Oh, yeah. He, he, he might have Ed mentioned Dean it. And, yeah. 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 And, uh, and uh, Dahmer. Enough in Dahmer at one point, yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, he's got a interest in them, for lack of a better term, at least. Yeah, he's interested. Right. He goes to find some ladies of the evening. That's right. You know, yeah. which he does... He, he does the joke, do you take a credit card? Yeah, yeah. He the first one. He, he likes to do the credit card joke with hookers. And then he he basically told that I'm Paul Allen, you're Christy. So this whole scene with them back in the apartment, it's a tough scene. I mean, there's the whole scene of him, like, making her clean herself and then, you know, bringing uh, the other girl over. What bothered me is that he was sitting there, like, drinking wine while she was, like, bent over in front of him, washing her... Uh, Venus, if you will, it instructs her to. It's just, it's, it's cringy. I mean, at mm-hmm. best, there is. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's not, oh. it's not enjoyable. Oh, I'm yeah. not laughing. This next like ten I'm minutes of this laughing. movie are comfortable because yeah. it is also a long sex session that I was like, oh, you should have cut this down some while you were editing this film. And then he makes the one girl dance while he's setting up the camera slowly. Phil Collins, he's doing his whole Phil Collins routine, you know, talking about all the Phil Collins. I mean, while the one girl's dancing, you know what it reminded me of? You want to guess? True Lies. 
Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. All okay. I could think okay. of was three lies where that was <laughs> going on. Two. Like, do it slower. <laughs> the tape recorder dropping. It, it, all I could think of was. Uh, you know, I thought of that same scene in True Lies, and then I thought, I can't wait to watch True Lies on this podcast because that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Lies. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be much more joyous than <laughs> watching this this movie oh, for I'll, sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is where you get that great line. Don't just stare at it, eat it. I mean, it's just, it is an awful. It's very scene. aggressive. It's very yeah. aggressive. I know he's paying for those women's time. And then it's they're like great. laying in bed afterwards, and she like moves. Well, he's like, don't touch the watch. Didn't talk about him flexing and stuff in the mirror. Oh, go ahead, Reagan. Fill in all your favorite yeah. scenes from this Christian one. Bale, because this, we haven't talked about how great he looks in this movie. What? That's all I'm just going to say. You haven't talked about how great he looks physically in this movie. Yeah, he's in good shape. Sure. I mean, he looks great. That's all I wanted to say. Like, I just wanted to take a pause for two <laughs> tell seconds. Us, tell us more. You've got the floor. I mean, I'll give you a good yeah. ten minutes on this if you'd like. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just We're saying, all listening. He, he had some great muscle man poses. Yeah. I mean, his, his directing of a porn, I thought, was subpar. <laughs> yes, uh, but this is what the part where Rolex balked at it. Like, it was supposed to be, don't touch the Rolex. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we don't want our name anywhere near this movie. So they just call it a watch. Right. Yeah. I I don't know about that scene. I mean, Uh, that scene, that's the watch scene or what comes next? Everything in that that whole scene just was, you know, then he goes to the drawer, you know, and, you know, he assumes you see all his torture tools and you assume bad things are going to happen. I thought they were at Paul Allen's house, though. I think he brings the second set over to Paul Allen's. This yeah. is his house. Oh, this is a, yeah, the he, second time. No, I thought the first set was like, call me Paul. I mean, maybe he told yeah, him to call him risky. Paul, but it was his place. Yeah, because he calls, yeah. you know, and he says, Paul Allen, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but, that's when he's like, you know what I do for a living? And yeah. they don't really give a shit. So I thought that was supposed to be Paul Allen's place. And then the second time they said, oh, your last right, place right. was nicer. You might be right. And he loses his mind there. Yeah, you're probably right. Why, he, I mean, why would he have things at Paul's place? Yeah. But I guess he had been doing it for a while. All right. Yeah. And then after this, we're going to go to a restaurant. But after you talking about how good a shape Christian Bale is, we should probably take a break here and let you cool down for a few minutes before we keep yeah. going down anymore. <laughs> you need to cool down as well. <laughs> I know you probably just... Christian Bale, man, he's getting it done. That's all I'm saying. Like, how off? Take a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to go do two crunches. We're jumping right back into this movie. We're at yet another restaurant yep. where the guys are just sitting around having drinks. Right. We get another that's, business card. That's right. Lewis was a, was inspired. Right. And went out and got another, you know, the same white and black yes. business card. There's actually really a awesome. color on it. Wasn't like gold or something? Gold writing or something? Yeah, like some of the, some of the writing yeah. was gold or, or like a yeah. rose gold or something like that. A little bit different, not much. Yeah. So because he gets, I think that's just to show Lewis was different. Yes. And then he gets enraged and goes to kill Lewis in the bathroom. Lewis yeah. I mean, mistakes his what murder are attempt. His plan for that. I I don't know. It's I like mean, he most serial killers you see in movies and portrayed. I've listened to a few serial killer podcasts at the beginning of this pandemic. A quick hundred episodes before it started to rot my brain and I had to stop. They're very, like, none of them are really, like, spree killers. Most of them plan out and develop a pattern. Patrick yeah. Bateman does not. Yep. Yeah. 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 
Because he's trying to kill somebody in the middle of the day in a restaurant bathroom. In a yeah. crowded restaurant. Uh, is he is he a serial killer or is he just snapping? I mean, that's the argument, right? He's not he's not planning these things. He's just he's losing his his ability, his grip on reality. I, I mean, all right, if if you take into account that you believe all the people he's murdered, I think that qualifies him as a serial killer. I was gonna say, what is the actual definition of I serial killing? I don't killing? think it matters if they plan it. It doesn't matter if they plan it. If they have a good plan, it's just once you hit a certain no, number of murders. No, it's just multiple. It's yeah. just multiple with a um. A signature, for the most part. Okay. Well, then, yeah, he's a serial killer. I, I, they do give a definition of it in the the wonderful TV show Mindhunter yeah. on Netflix right now. If you haven't watched it, go check that shit out. I have it's not. a great watch. It's a great watch, Ryan. You're not getting a season three, but that's okay. We know what happens to the BTK killer, so it's okay. Yeah. Spoilers if you haven't watched Mindhunter. But don't worry, they don't really get to it. Apparently, it's no motive, but it's a pattern. Or he does have a pattern. Yeah. It's normally women. Yeah, I I classify him as a serial killer. So that's the the, the classification. You know, he's always bringing them back to his hotel room or... I'm I'm sure if you really went back and looked, there's some disorganized serial killers that were just serial killers, too. They just don't get as popular because... Well, they're probably caught early because they're disorganized. So he, he tries to strangle them. He thinks he's... You know, trying to make a pass at him. He tells him he loves him, and he. This is, I think, the first time, unless I didn't write down earlier, that he uses the excuse to get away. Is I have to return some videotapes. I think this is the I first time. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gets it. So that was, that was the first. I, mean, I think he mentioned it to the detective, like when he was asking about his whereabouts. I think he mentioned like. Oh, uh, uh, returning some returning videotapes. videotapes. I think you're right, Rob. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I think he does tell Defoe he was probably returning some videotapes. Oh yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Still a funny line. Speaking of Defoe, we're back after this scene. We're back at the office with him, and this is where he's, you know, arranging to meet lunch for lunch later because he doesn't have any new data. You know, it's just something about a, he's making up a date with a girl named Veronica. They might see a mu- you know, musical because Kimball's asking for more of his whereabouts the day that uh, Paul Allen disappeared, mm-hmm. and they set up a lunch for next week. Then you go to him sleeping with Lewis's wife. And yeah, that's where you the, get the whole suicide part. Yeah, to have a nice yeah. one, okay, that I didn't catch as a suicide thing, but you did. I mean, something's off. You know, something's off. Something's of off. I thought she was it, just it, doing a, like a cold dismissal. A also, yeah. I, I think they say when when somebody's about to kill themselves, normally right before they have like a detached calmness about them, like they've made a decision. And I, I think that's how um, this this actress was trying to play that, like. You know, she can't get out of this marriage that, or this engagement that she, you know, she obviously doesn't want to marry Lewis. And she has several other addictions going on. The next scene we it's, go to I the was club. looking at my note. Uh-huh. What I thought it was banging country. It's banging Courtney. Yeah. But my handwriting is so terrible. I was like, <laughs> when is country music in this right. movie? <laughs> and I was trying to rack my brain real quick looking right. over my notes. Not Apparently, I shouldn't be lying down while writing notes while watching American Psycho. <laughs> I should probably be sitting up and, you know, being more professional about shit. Right. But, uh, so this, then we go to – he goes to a club, right? Right. He's doing coke in the bathroom. Everybody's – Tons of about. coke in the bathroom. Apparently, everybody's just – are yeah, the lines right. there or they put out the lines? Uh, I'm assuming I, they brought their own. Brought their own. Oh, okay. But everybody's doing coke in that bathroom pretty much. Like, it's just – Yeah. Right. They're yelling at, e- at each other. Right. Justin Thoreau says he's on steroids in this scene, and it gets him right. amped up. Yep. I imagine steroids and cocaine are not a good combination of drugs to be on. 
Having taken neither. Oh, okay. This is, this went like the next. He's at his uh his office again. His this office. is where he asked Gene out. Yeah, he's doing the crossword where every every word is either Bone meat or meat. bones. Yeah, meat yeah. and bones, meat and bones. Like, which is I guess it's a, a somewhat funny, but you know, again, I'm not yucking it up laughing, but you know, I could see the humor in that. Yeah. And he tells her he does the fake reservation again because mm-hmm. of course it's you know our favorite restaurant that you can't get into. And she's like, you didn't give her name. I mean, everyone wants to eat there. Right. Must be must be great. Then it's the whole apartment scene with Kids Girl. What is the secretary's name in this Gene. scene? Gene. I keep blanking on Gene. I got to write it down. With, with Gene, and it's the whole, you know, like, he talks about Ted Bundy. He talks, you know, like these, he, you know, Reese calls why he's got the nail gun behind her, you know. Yeah, it ruins his murder boner. You see the head in the fridge at some point, you know. Um, oh, yeah, when he gives, goes to give her ice cream. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's where, I mean, who doesn't keep their severed heads next to the ice cream? Yeah. Well, where are you going to keep it, Rob, honestly? I mean, yeah. There's a limited number of spaces in a New York apartment, even with right. a man of the, the wealth of Bateman. He can't get like a second just body freezer. That's I don't think he needs one because apparently he can just drag him out his main lobby and yeah, put him in the taxi. True. Yeah, and so, no one says a word about it. Right. And then he's now goes. I mean, unless there's more that, that that's a big scene, but we kind of lost it before. Is there anything else yeah, you wanted I mean, to talk he about? He almost kills Gene. The phone yeah. call comes in. He tells her to leave because he's worried that she'll get hurt right. if she stays. And that's his like that's I guess still him holding on to a little bit of his humanity or his, his sanity I guess more more than anything else that he's able to let her go you know without killing her. Then you get the lunch with the detective and you find out that the detective has cleared him right. He his other yeah. his other coworkers have given him an alibi which you can either look at two ways that either they don't remember he's there or not they think he's the yeah. other guy or I think that's more it. Yeah, or I think he, they think he was there, or they, that he was the other guy. Or he's actually there, and he doesn't remember because he's breaking because oh, he didn't actually do possible. anything. So it's it's one of those those two choices, yeah, you know, a, like depending on how you, yeah, how you with think the, the actual. With the number of people not. that have mistaken mistake somebody's identity in this movie, I feel like they right. they weren't sure. They just assumed he was there. Right, and you also realize that. William Defoe's detective character doesn't really care whether he finds this guy or not. No, it's just some rich fuck who's gone missing. He's right. probably got bigger shit going on. Yeah. Well, but was it was it clear whether he was a private detective or a like? No, I think I think he New was York Detective Kimball, which yeah, I believe but, is also Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in Kindergarten Cop. I believe he's also it, Detective Kimball. I believe it is. I believe you're I was, right. Uh, you know, I was thinking, yeah, it is true, Detective John Kimball, right? John Kimball. Detective John what's, Kimball. What's the name? What's the name of the What's the name of the fugitive? That's close too, right? What is that? Richard uh, Kimball. No, it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Richard Kimball. Yeah. Oh. but he was yeah, not he a detective. He was what? a doctor. He, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, a lot of Kimball. Can't what? wait to watch the fugitive. Yeah. We're gonna watch U.S. Marshals too. Oh, we want. I love U.S. Marshals. Yeah, that's an artsy one. Wesley uh, Snipes, Robert Downey Jr. That, who's in that? What? Yeah, he's in. They're both yeah. in. Oh yes, 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 yes they, they are. There's yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee in the in the whole, you right. know, um, cipher from the Matrix. Yeah. We're not here to talk about U.S. We'll Marshals. Right? How dare you try to get me to go down no, a U.S. Marshals wormhole? No. Let's go. So now that we've had the lunch with um, Kimball, we can go to. He's back picking up his hooker again, and this yeah. is where she and said last time. Right. She had surgery. She had to go to urgent care or emergency room. There was no urgent care back then, I guess. And, but he woos her with a big check 
and a blank check and a big wad of cash where half of it she gets first. And then she gets the other half once he's done. So and if I'm a hooker, I'm like, oh, this guy's giving me a blank check. He's definitely going to murder me before I can cash this. Right. She seems much more guarded and less into it, understandably, uh, this time. But she doesn't she's, yeah. save her. Yeah, no. So they go back to, this time, Paul Allen's apartment. And, uh, yeah, but once again, I, I don't think that's Paul's apartment. But I know it is. But I really think it's a fuck up because – they say the first one's nicer, and he right. goes out of his way to say that he knows Paul's is more expensive and nicer than his when he's getting his shit together. Right. I think it's a tiny little fuck up in this movie. Could be. I'm not doubting you there. But anyway, there's a, there's a second threesome. He he starts biting her. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going on. I don't really want to take too many more guesses, to be honest with you. No. And, you Nothing know, good happens under those sheets. Nope. It's another scene that I... I'd be fine forgetting, and then but it, it ends with the absolute ridiculous scene of him running through the halls and of an apartment building, or just with a chainsaw running, you know, uh-huh. in the middle, no one would notice, or you know, perhaps oh, yeah. there's no one else in the building. New York City was wild in the '80s, man. Yeah. There's always some rich white coked up dude running around naked with a chainsaw. Everybody knows this. That's, that's a hell of a shot with a chainsaw that has no safety on it, I guess, to keep running and then nail her going down the stairs. And the, I mean, that was that was a he aims it. That was a, it. That it was takes a, a long, good. He pauses for a long time aiming that chainsaw. Yeah. By the road mastery of this art, your firing efficiency will rise by no less than 120%. The difference of a 63% increase, the lethal proficiency, makes the master of the gun carters an adversary not to be taken. I mean, it's still I mean, one it, in a million shots. Even shot. if it doesn't keep running, that thing is, you know, dangerous enough at that right. height. Yeah, he's going to hit her and knock her down pretty good. Yeah, but it's still a, it's still a pretty incredible shot. you got to give it oh, to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess she died naked. I was like, did she die with the, che- the blank check on her? So they actually uh, find her body. She had, like, she had like her nightie on or something like. But yeah, but she didn't have like her. Jacket, no, she didn't. No, no, no. and stuff in it. Yeah. Right. Because uh, oh, she does have a closet, and there are bodies in the closet as well. Maybe just mention that real quick for a later scene. It's coming up, right? Because oh no, that was yeah, before. The next scene, just... he's breaking up with Evelyn. Right. It's the whole making a scene, you know, like um, and then basically, you know, you can have my friends. He doesn't. He doesn't care about anything. He just wants it over. Yeah. And then he leaves to return some videotapes again. Like, yeah, it's like he tells right, him to return right. some videotapes. Right. And then, it's then a you great get, excuse to use at home. If you need right. to get out of something, yeah. just tell him you have to go return some videotapes. Because, A, they're going to be like, what? No video stores are open anymore. And yeah. they'll be like, that was weird. But by the time they think all this train of thought through, you're gone. Yeah. Like, you can't hang around. You just say, oh, I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to return videotapes. And you turn and leave. Well, yeah, late fees were a thing, man. I mean, yeah, they <laughs> you were had to have it. That night Dropbox wouldn't count until the next day, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as them. long as they were in that Dropbox before it was counted, you were good. These kids they have so easy. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to run to a Blockbuster before midnight <laughs> trying to get into the store <laughs> to throw <laughs> in the return there. We have it easy. Could you imagine trying to all of us trying to rent a videotape to like do this podcast <laughs> and like hope hope that our individual blockbusters or whatever had them so we could all get it and watch it. Well, without... That's why my, my vast DVD collection would come in handy. Yeah. I would watch it and then FedEx it to you. Right. And then you could watch it and FedEx it to Rob. We'd put out an episode every two months. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> be great. Oh, the fans would love it. Yeah. 
Also, I don't know how they'd be listening to it, but <laughs> you know, like we'd be mailing it out like Netflix. <laughs> yeah, we'd record it on like a record and then mail a record to to anybody right. who wants it. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll FedEx it to each person who subscribes to this podcast. Right. We'd send them, you know, oh man, we'd have to buy so many of those like hundred uh, CDR packs. Do they still make those? Are TV sure rifles still a thing? Yeah, the spools. I'm sure they're still made because some people still use yeah. them. But they're just not, you know, in high demand anymore. Um, I, I know, like laptops don't come with like a CD drive anymore. Like uh, my wife's haven't for years. I was gonna say they've been a long, long time. What if you want to watch a movie on that thing? She's like, it, it's called Netflix, old man. And I'm like, oh yeah. no, I'm old. <laughs> I want to put a disc into the computer and make it work. They're in the computer. You can buy really one get, that hooks up with the USB. Yeah, get an external. You'll be fine. We have an external. We have one. Yeah. We're, we're not cave people. She bought it just so I would stop complaining about it. And how often have you used it? Do it. Yeah. I've never used it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. <laughs> She's used it. She has. But I've okay. never used it. Like, I have a DVD player. I have Xboxes all over this house. Like, I got enough DVD players. I got one in my gym so I can watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre while I'm pumping. This is in breaking news. We have a producer note shooting to us. It's the bit about shops. It's $9.99. If you're buying it for that price, you missed out last week because there was a Fast and the Furious sale. Buy three for $15. So you're undefeated champ. Bought six movies for 30 bucks last week. And now I own all the important Fast and the Furious movies. That was a, the breaking news. I did run out and buy that immediately. <laughs> I also bought, oh, fuck, what other movie I did? Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you're going to love watching these Fast and the Furious <laughs> yeah. movies. But I did have to buy, because they're only, I only needed, I had most of the Fast and the Furious movies already. So I only needed like four of them and Hobbs and Shaw. They so, own all of the collection now. I did, but I bought something else. I can't remember now. Oh, I did buy Dre. Oh, I bought the Rundown because we were talking about the Rundown. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy the Rundown because it has Christmas for walking in it. And then I bought Dread today because it was on sale for $4.99. You know, there Black you Friday deals. Spoilers, we're doing this during Black Friday. <laughs> so those of you at home are going to be like, hey, I can't get shops. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, well, you better build a time machine and go back. The joke's going to be on you when they get it for three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cyber Monday is coming. <laughs> but I figured $5 for a Fast and the Furious movie was well worth it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, now I just need to complete my Mission Impossible collection. But that's well, a lot awesome. less. I need to get a better version of 3. Life goal. And, and, and I need to get uh, Rogue Nation Part 5. But I have I the rest. Is. Oh, is Rogue Nation the Mission Impossible? Impossible? Okay. Yeah, that cool. is the fifth installment is gotcha. Mission Impossible. Rogue gotcha. Nation that introduces really introduces the the syndicate right good movies man you're missing I mean, out this Tom Cruise series at its absolute best I've the ones I've watched I've enjoyed like, most recently you Fallout watch, right Tom, Fallout the one yeah Fallout was incredible yeah, it was yeah. good if you like to watch Tom Cruise just run at full speed for like 30 minutes it's awesome yeah how's his body look pretty good pretty <laughs> good I mean I'm comfortable with who I am I I I'm, I'm comfortable Tom with it too. I just great. yeah. Would you take uh, Tom Cruise at his finest or Christian Bale in uh, American Psycho? Where Where are you going? Well, it's really funny you bring that up because <laughs> Christian Bale based a lot of his performance off a Tom Cruise interview he saw because like he he looked like it was someone who looked dead behind the eyes. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> I bet Tom Cruise doesn't like him very much out here. I, I would assume not. Yeah. I don't think they've done anything together. Yeah. Yeah, like you see him smiling, but there's nothing behind the eyes is what the quote was. Wow. I'm glad we could wrap all this around real nice, nice and neat. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a KOSG speciality right there. We always tie it right back in yeah. and then fold it neatly. <laughs> that's what everyone says about us, I'm sure. That is. So. What the fuck are you doing? You know, like they, they, they stay on point. They're oh, concise. Yeah. If they do happen to get off for half a second, they fold it back in perfectly. Hmm. Uh, so. So we're at the the disturbing scene where he tries to feed the cat to the ATM. Yeah, this is his total like break montage. The yeah, cat, the ATM melts. says, "Feed feed me the cat." And this is where, if no one's realized it by now, he is not in any form of reality. Like if yeah. you if you were down the road that you thought everything was real, at this point you couldn't possibly think it's real because of the, the feeding the cat. Then he just starts shooting everybody. Yeah, yeah he, he has the, the gun out of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. He shoots a cop car. It explodes with a bullet like it's, you know, like a movie. Yeah. You know, he's going into the wrong office building, kills one secure night watchman, whatever well, you call it. You see that car calls him. What does he call him? Jones? Mr. Yeah. Jones? Mistakes him for somebody else. Right. He, but he, he gets shoots, called that name later on again. By the other guard that goes in? No, 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 no. At the bar after by the. Oh, I didn't catch that. They call him Jones or something again. Yeah. So maybe he has split personalities. He is Jones him, at this other building. I mean, it, it might not be Jones, but it's it's the the watchman that he shoots the the desk guy, and yeah. then somebody at the restaurant when he's talking to his lawyer. Calls him Jones. I didn't even catch it. I know he called him something else. I don't remember what he called him, but yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the same name, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like a split personality where he knows him. Right. At, I mean, I know they're I I think they're trying to say like all these random rich white dudes are basically interchangeable as people, and, and honestly, look at them. They. The, the way yeah, they make yeah. uh, Justin Theroux look, they all look alike. No, no, no doubt. Business cards are all the same. Suits are all the same. You know, hairstyles are all the same or very similar. You know, it's it's definitely, you know, yeah, looks like everybody else. The, the only person who doesn't look the same is Lewis. Right. And they all hate Lewis. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, he wants to fit in also. This is so, where he gets in the building. He starts calling his lawyer and confessing, or a lawyer, Howard. And he says he's killed 20, 40 people. He has tapes of it. Uh, yeah, tapes of some of it. He ate some of their brains. Right. He's sick, you know, and then it basically goes for that to him in his apartment. In the morning's kind of starting over his morning routine. And then uh, he goes to Paul Allen's apartment, and it's not the apartment that he expected to see. It's totally under construction, being shown as like an open house. Right. And he has that. So this was an interesting scene to me with the the, the realtor. I was trying to I was trying to he's grapple been there this one. Before, right, a bunch. With That's what realtors. I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's been back and forth. And is it really Paul Allen's place, or is it not Paul Allen's place? Was he imagining this whole scenario? I think it's just scenario? an empty place a crazy person goes. Yeah, and so and hallucinates in. They're on guard for him coming because it was just bizarre the way she tries to trick him and. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she had any connection with Paul Allen, so it wasn't like she was like Paul Allen's mother or anything. It, it was just like no, she was a realtor because she yeah, she's she a realtor by two o'clock. Like, yeah, I, well, I get it, but I'm just saying, you know, like, but she's not Paul Allen's real. Like, it's not like somebody in Paul Allen's family hired him and, and like cleaned the apartment out. I don't, I don't get that feeling. I get no, the feeling because he says was, this is Paul Allen's place, and she says no, right? Right, right. That's why I said I think that this was yeah. never actually Paul Allen's place. He's just 
imagine this is Paulan's place. It was an empty place he could get access to. But, you know, he's he's so broken, he goes to look for the bodies and it just mops. And, you know, like, and he's confused. But she, the, the way she handles the situation was odd to me. That makes it look like she, she knew something about him or was on to him being in that place. Or, you know, maybe they're just right. all concerned about New York, about people coming into open houses that weren't there at that time. I well, don't know. It was... I just got the word was out on him that he had been coming there and just being weird. So if you see a weird guy, try and get rid of him and sell his apartment. Yeah, it was just it was it was a a weird scene. I just felt like I was missing something with it. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. He says, don't come back. And he's like, I won't. Yeah, I won't. Right. So if you think like he was just like hallucinating, like it actually being Paul's apartment, he was just showing up to this random apartment and brought like the the hookers there the second time i could definitely see them saying i liked your other place better that time yeah maybe that's right. it maybe it was just like a pretty empty place and it was just kind of shitty yeah. so maybe that's what it is i, I mean who knows what's real in this movie mm. what really right. happened i mean i guess it, it's all up to your imagination of what you want to believe really happened so but this the, like the next thing they're back at a bar well first he has a, a payphone scene and i only mention it because it's important because uh, he's like He's like down in pills from his bottle, which is which is where I think he's actually had some kind of uh, previous, you know, they're not right. just like upper pills or, you know, something that, you know, he's just abusing. It's him trying to, to, to regulate his mind. It's his lithium or whatever it is that he's been prescribed by somebody that's trying to help him with these breaks. Yeah, it's his prosium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. He's feeling too much. He's feeling he too much. He sees I'm not feeling that's what this is all about. This is just a sequel to Equilibrium. Oh my God! Grandma Todd Clark has fallen so far. Where are his children now? <laughs> this, is, this is a sad movie. Yeah. Oh my God! The dog. He probably killed his children and the dog. <laughs> oh my God! He feels too much now. He had to take things he loved away because he was feeling too much. You've got it. Crack the code. I figured all this shit out. This movie's yeah. terrible now. <laughs> Apparently, in the book, they describe him as taking a lot of Valium. Val- so it was just okay. So it wasn't any kind of psychiatric medica- medication. Well, he calls his assistant after oh, so down to these Valium. Just, yeah, he's just trying to calm down. This yeah. is more depressing. <laughs> and that's when the assistant, you know, has feels something's wrong, and she finds the book and sees all his increasingly disturbing as you flip through the, the the ledger like the pictures get more and more like it's just he's just breaking yeah. more and then I tried he's to at, look at the date because i wanted to see if it was around the date that uh wim defoe had said paul Allen went missing but it wasn't I'm it was sure right. it is yeah it, it's it not it's not that close it's much oh, really? much earlier when it starts to go off the rails it's like mm-hmm. march and like paul allen i think went missing in october like october 20th or something like that was it before the maybe it was december 20th maybe it's december 20th yeah, I was going to say it was close to the Christmas party, so it had to be December. Yeah, but it, and then, it's for like March or something like that. Like, that's when it was normal, and like the pictures, you know, the, the I guess, doodles of murder started to get more and more and more. Uh, but by the time December's there, it's full on craziness going on in his date book. Yeah. This is where you go back to the restaurant. He sees the lawyer, he goes to talk to him. The lawyer thought it was a hilarious message. He thought it was a joke. And then he slowly, when he's keeps playing, he's like, all right, it's not funny anymore. And he says he's at dinner with Paul Allen twice, which, again, 
I want to really believe that Paul Allen's alive, and it's not just this lawyer mistaking Paul Allen for somebody else that looks like Paul Allen because they all look alike in London, and he's actually mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. So you know that's what it is, and he he sits down back, you know, they sit down back down with the group, and again they're just talking about where they can get reservations, and like Reagan's on the TV in the back talking about you know the yeah. Contras and you know. He says something about inside doesn't matter, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. They're trying to figure out if you know he's a nice old man or a monster on the inside type right. shit. Yeah. So yeah. my world going through it, I feel like he didn't commit a single murder. And if you had to say maybe he did one, it might have been the homeless guy, unfortunately, in the um, the alley. But I, well, in my world, I'm saying he doesn't do any of them. Uh, honestly, it's all just him cracking and you know in his own mind. I agree with that. Well, I hope he didn't murder the homeless guy because if he did, that also means he hurt the dog. So I'm <laughs> going to go under the impression he hurt no one in this movie. And it, he's just insane. Except that girl might have actually killed herself still. Right. Because it makes no impression on him whatsoever. What do you think, Rob? Did he kill these people? I mean, I I, I lean that way, but it, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I guess they purposely do it so like you really could go either way right it's, it's murky as shit <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely but that was it that was american psycho mm-hmm. on week two of christian bale miss i really wanted to call it bale toberfest and i was like that's not what we're doing right now <laughs> that's, not it. that's not a thing that no. exists in society instead of playing a game this week because let's be honest with you guys at home American Psycho does not lend itself to game playing. I mean, just because I had to veto that game you wanted to do about what food you would eat off his chest, I didn't. I didn't think that's a great game. Also, wanted to do it. Also, picking your own soundtrack for terribleness, pretty good game. Yeah, Yeah. no, pretty good game because you know I'd have some Creed My Own Prison going on. Yeah, he would. (laughs) I mean. And we're talking about a movie about psychos, so you might as well use Creed Mind of Prison because only a psycho would listen to that to, to get ready that, for murder. <laughs> that album is awesome. I, I mean, stand by that. Most of your iPod or whatever MP3 device you're listening to probably is all psycho music to, to get ready for murder. I mean, it, it would be a different scene because it'd be all 90s. There's very limited 80s music yeah. on there. It's all it's all like early to mid 90s. I don't even know. How, I guess there's late 90s on there, too. Just somewhere in the decade of the 90s would be your your kill track. I'm just going to shuffle and see what the first song that comes up. It is uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get real into the LV parts. <laughs> Love right, those parts. All right. Just shuffle one more time. Let me guess. I'm going to say uh, here in your bedroom by Goldfinger. Is that what came up next? That was that just my guess. Here. That is not what came up next. Oh. <laughs> next was Vaseline by Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, that. Uh, Real quick, third song, because we do things in threes or fours on this podcast. Do you want me to was guess? Smack My Bitch Up oh. by Prodigy. <laughs> That so, you would know. make sense. I mean, Smack My Bitch Up would probably make sense in this movie if it took place, you know, in the 90s as opposed to the 80s. But, you know, yeah, all those games did not yeah, they, come they up with a good great. game that made a lot of sense. But we're going to talk about our Christian Paleness traditions. Right. That's obvious instead of a game this week. Yeah. And my favorite Paleness tradition is us sitting around the TV 
watching some Christian Bale movies, eating our own personal honey baked ham, you know, just no knife, no fork, just taking huge chunks out of it with our mouth. It's delicious. You're, you're sitting in white bed sheets, I'm assuming, when you're taking chunks out of, of the sand. It acts it's as not a just napkin. A, right? It's not at a table. I mean, you don't, it's easier if you put on the, the, right. the whole white outfit, but you could leave your clothes on if you don't really care about them. Right. I care about my personal things, so I protect mm-hmm. them. We always have to I wash the ham, ham. the ham down with cran apple. So are you wearing a <laughs> raincoat? Yeah. Of course you wear You can wear a raincoat. You can wear Putting anything that you don't want to Yeah, if you don't want to get, you know, bits of flesh and stuff that you've ripped from the ham carcass out. It's a delicious, delicious movie time snack. And I don't know why Regal Cinemas doesn't sell full hams during the holiday season <laughs> to give you why you watch your movie. Well, they don't sell anything anymore. But if they did, I'm sure you could make the suggestion. No, because I've had fights with managers over their uh, their Cheetos popcorn delivery. And because if you guys haven't gone to what movie theaters were a thing and got the Cheetos mixed in with the popcorn, I'm not talking the flaming hot, which I'm not a terrible fan of. Like you can get that in a pinch. I want classic Cheetos mixed in with the buttered popcorn. What are you, 14? You're disgusting. I don't understand why. (laughs) Why don't you just, why don't you cut up a little Slim Jim or something and throw it in there cool. just to, just to mix it up? I like Slim. What are you too good for Slim Jims? <laughs> you know what? I might go out on a limb and say that I'm not too good for Slim Jims, but I'm too good for mixing them into popcorn with Cheetos. I don't do the, mixing, the people who work there do the mixing. <laughs> have I gone out and complained to a manager that they did not have Cheetos popcorn? Wait, Absolutely. that's really a thing. That's not just something you do. That that was actually no, no, on no, the that's menu. Like a, there's like advertisement and shit out. Where, like, Cheetos pop. Oh, my God. What's this world come to? Why is that a thing? <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, you know what? I know that well, it's a thing because there's people like you that buy this shit, so it becomes a thing. I, I try them, you know, whatever they're selling. <laughs> like, I'll try shit out. Like, normally oh. we get popcorn. My wife likes nachos, so we'll get them some nachos. And then, like, I might get, like, Twizzlers. So have you ever, like, gone there and bought, like, candy from... Yes. And then just like dumped it randomly into your pop- popcorn to make like a trail mix no, while you're watching. I'm, them. No, I'm not one of those people. No, oh, but but Cheetos in your popcorn's right, fine. That's fine. Do it for me. Listen, M and M's and popcorn together is a great mix. I'm just saying. I'm sure it is. I don't do it. I'm not judging people who do. That's a bridge too it far for you, it, apparently. I mean, yeah, but you know, have I had their hot dogs? Of course I have. Okay. Have are I you... had their pizza? Of course I have. Why, why are you doing this? Are you drinking your soda out of a Twizzler straw? <laughs> Is it, did you bite the ass off the Twizzler and stick it in there and sip your soda through there? So I, that... I go with my wife most of the time. Oh, she won't allow that kind of behavior. She will not allow those type of shenanigans to go on. Also, I can't get doc. She doesn't like Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pib, whatever they, okay. they have at the theaters. We're getting a little bit off Bama's traditions, but truth time. If you were allowed to go into the theater, it was just right. you. And it's, well, it's not there. It's and they safe. said, congratulations, you're the 150th. Yeah, it's safe. It's, it's not COVID time. You're the 150th customer. You get to eat whatever you want from the display case. You can have as much as you want. Oh, uh, it's going to be a bad day, man. <laughs> How much shit do you take from the from the snack bar into the theater with you? How, how many as different things? As much as I can fucking carry. <laughs> Willy Wonka style. And like, are you just, just going to go nuts? Come on, let's get Try to open everything and eat it throughout yeah. the length of the well, well, first, I'm, I'm definitely getting the nachos. Double cheese. Oh, that would like, be the last right, thing time. I get. Oh, that would be truth the last time. thing. 
Yeah. It's, I went to a movie. You know, we, my wife and I, we used to go weekly to the to the first show, and she'd get nachos. And we, we'd get double cheeses, and I'd get a popcorn. And so she'd eat all her nachos, and she'd have cheese left over. Oh. And so I would start to dip my popcorn in it and eat oh, it. Oh, your fingers would be gross. I mean, it's just <laughs> Try it. Wait for oh the judgment until I tell you the grossest part. No! I can't oh, get it. Go ahead. <laughs> Because eventually I'll start rubbing my finger around the edges and licking it just to get <laughs> all the cheese. And one time I was doing this, watching, I'm sure, if a Star Wars or Fast and the Furious movie, and I could feel eyeballs on me. Uh, and I'm like, oh, God, she knows. You're, you're making slurping sound, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. It sounds like, it sound like a dog finishing the bottom of their food bowl. <laughs> like over there, it's like you laughing up over the side. <laughs> I looked over and my wife is staring at me, mouth again, and she mouths to me, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, "Don't, don't mock me. It's dark in here. No one else can see. Leave me be." And so now uh, I take it back. You're 13 years old. You're not even 14. You never, you never got that far. Your movies. She would take the cup from me when it got low. Like I was 12. Yes, she's smarter than me, but sometimes you can't let the ones in the bottom go, and you got to get all that delicious, delicious cheese out. But yes, I would eat as much as I could until like I felt physically ill. Like the the cookie dough candy, I'd crush that. The pretzel bites, which one? The pretzel bites with cheese. Uh, that's not even stuff I get. I mean, I'm just like the traditional. Like I want the popcorn, and I and I I'm like everybody. Well, I'm, I can't say everybody else because some people good. probably have. Self-control. I eat too much popcorn where the, my lips feel like they've been mummified by <laughs> like the end of the movie. You know, they're, yeah. they're so salted out. You know, like it's like, oh, this is just too much you popcorn. Get the, the big tub or you, the normal? No, no, because the big tub you got to put like a down payment on. You know, like I, I'll get whatever the deal size is where you get like <laughs> the drink and the popcorn or or whatever. You know, like I'm whatever the whatever the quote unquote best value is. You're getting ripped off regardless. But to get that one that's like. The, the kiddie pool size of popcorn, I mean, it yeah, is so like $150. They're like, oh, you could fill it up on your way out. Like, like anybody wants more popcorn. After, like, after you've eaten one of those, you're like, oh, I can't wait to fill this shit up and take it home with me. And then, you know, I may get, if if I'm feeling real crazy, may get some kind of like chocolate candy. Or Kamisha loves like Twizzlers, so I'll, we'll get like Twizzlers and split them or something. But I'm... I'm usually just a traditional I, – I don't get a lot of – and I try to – if we're going to bring candy in, I try to bring it in from outside. But, you know, I don't try to get it there. So but the popcorn I'll usually grab. Um, I mean, when it's summertime, it's easier because I got the cargo pants on. And you can yeah. sneak some like, delicious, delicious, like, reason candy in the uh, movie candies. It's a long chew, so you don't eat as much. You yeah. know, it's just one pack of reason. I was, what's the what's the most non-traditional item you've ever snuck into? I think I got Taco Bell tacos of your same famous thing in one time. What are you? McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. So I think everybody's done like a fast food thing at one time. I was just waiting for you to say like some full ass meal or some shit that you brought in there. <laughs> um, I had uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato soup. <laughs> it was delicious. Our producer says. <laughs> That's what I said. This game was called Let's Go Out to the Lobby. How did we get on this, by the way? Were we supposed to be talking about bailments? It was, we're, but you started talking about food, this and, and then uh, <laughs> you started talking about putting Cheetos in your popcorn like some kind of psychopath. So we went down. Uh, that sounds delicious, it, by the way. It's fucking, like, 
All right, they they sell a Cheetos popcorn in the stores. That's bullshit. Don't get it. It's a trick. Uh It's just Cheeto does like a little bit of Cheeto Cheeto dust dust popcorn. If you mix it together, if you mix it together, are you then going to the butter pump and then putting butter on top of that shit? Because I know you are. No, I'm not. That's crazy. I never put I never put the extra butter on top. You don't want to mess up the cheese to butter ratio that they have already instilled in the Cheetos flavored popcorn. I'm I'm with E. If 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 I was gonna do it, I would think it would have to be the flaming hot because that would that would at least it make is, it I'm somewhat not, interesting. I don't like the the flavor of the flaming hot. I've had it. It's fine. It's I'm not a big as Cheeto good. guy is probably my thing. I'm just I'm just not. I love Cheetos. I love regular Cheetos. I if they did a jalapeno Cheeto, I really love the jalapeno Cheeto. That would be amazing in the pop. And do you get angry if you go to a theater and you don't have any food? Like I go into the movie, and I don't buy anything. Right. Have you ever just gone and not? Yeah, I remember last time that happened. I'll, I'll either have something in my cargo shorts yeah. or I'll, I'll buy something. All right. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have matzah. <laughs> yeah, because of your trunk, right? I forgot. Right. I'll, I'll like, I need to get it out real quick. This could be a matzah That's movie. what you should have told the manager. Be like, fuck you. I don't need your Cheetos. Let me go to my trunk and get my goddamn matzah. I'll be fine. <laughs> Coach G family, you can't say we don't take you on some journeys, all right? Yeah. You, learned, you just learned what a disgusting pig the undefeated champ can be. <laughs> you, have a, you, know? you have a fine, fine, fine palate of <laughs> food taste yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, I know where all the best shitty food. Everything they were talking about in this movie was over my head. But if they were like, "Hey man, you could get tater tots and chili with some nacho cheese on top," I'd be like, "That sounds fucking amazing. Where can I get that?" I am a shitty food connoisseur. I will say that. <laughs> So this is the part of the podcast where we decide if this is a co is G or a co is B. All right, this is a tough one for your undefeated champ here. I was gonna say, are you, you want to start with this one because I'm not even sure where you lie on this one. Yeah. You, are you calling this, this one good? Movie. It's it's I enjoyed watching it this time. Like I I remember watching it back in the day and not liking it that much. It's I think Christian Bale does such a great performance in this in this film. Now it, it, I'm gonna steal Ryan's word. If this has come on, it's still great. No, this movie is not still great. But this is something, you know, I normally say it's fun. It's light. It's fun. This is not fun. This is not light. I, I'll say it's still a good movie. But for me, as your undefeated champ, that line's real close. Like, this is a really close game. And maybe in another 20 years, it doesn't pass muster. But also, Christian Bale looks fantastic. Yeah, That's what so really did it get, for you. I've, that, I've that gotten really the box to cross that line a little bit. Right. We know why this you know, wasn't Bale. The now. soundtrack's good. Christian Bale's performance is incredible. Rob, what did you think of this movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. I went back and forth on this one quite a bit. Uh, I definitely think, yeah, Christian Bale had a great performance. I definitely, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely enjoyed, definitely enjoyed, like, the scenes where he's talking about just the albums and stuff like that. I mean, you know, and some good scenes, but... I don't know. Just overall, I don't think it's that good. I'm. I don't want to say <laughs> Co is B I, for me. I mean, oh, I think yeah. you were influenced by somebody you live with, <laughs> who was probably very unhappy this movie was still going on in the world. Brian, mm-hmm. what do you think of this movie? Nope. Uh, I, I just. <laughs> this is not. It's not a good. You know, I guess you could say some of the, the acting was good, and and you know there there were some parts that were loosely entertaining but overall i just found the movie uncomfortable because in the best case scenario you're 
looking at a guy losing his mind as like the best like case situation happening. It's just not. I didn't find it a fun ride. I would never recommend anybody. I wouldn't be like, oh, you got to see this movie. Uh, it's just, it's not there. So for me, it's a. What if someone came to you and they're like, okay. hey man, I'm looking for a movie to watch. It, it's got to have Christian Bale in it, but it's also got to have multiple threesome scenes. So what movie should I watch? I'd be like, Reagan, we watched this movie for the podcast last week. Why, why are you asking me for another one? Because you're the only person on the planet that would ask for that specific request. That's not true. I'm sure that's out there. I mean, if it was that specific of parameters, I'd be like, yeah, there was this movie, American Psycho. If that's what you're into, I guess you should watch it. I guess I would throw it out there. I get questions like that all the time. Do <laughs> you? All the time. All right. Well, no, I I can't call this one a good movie. Not for me. It wasn't for me. There you have it, Coach G family. Once again, undefeated champ on top of the mountain. Wait, what was the disqualification at this point? Because I, I missed where this one. How you're still undefeated here? It's. I still think <laughs> it's a good movie. Oh, okay. All right. I just I just because you didn't seem real sure. It was like you kind of tripped it, up I, on top. This is the closest <laughs> we've been. To, to almost losing it. Right. But the undefeated champ pulled it out at the end. It's so I hauled up real quick, started no selling, and then it was, you know, reversal, reversal, jab, jab, knockdown, leg drop, one, two, three. It's over. Roll credits. The good guys win. Sequels are made. Make sure to stay until after the credits for a bonus scene. Join us next week for part three of our Bailmas Extravaganza. Rob. Where can the people find us? They can find us at coisgpod.com. That's C-O-I-S-G-P-O-D.com. We'll have links to our Twitter and our Instagram and all that good stuff. I want to thank my brothers Rob and Ryan and our producer E. Special thanks to our social media team and all of our supporters. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and reviewing. You all are the best. Do us a favor this Bailmas and give the gift of the coisg to a special person in your life and be a good guy. That's what Bailmas is all about. For the good guys, this is your undefeated champ, Reagan. And as we always say on the Coe's G pod, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Subtle bone, a subtle. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, he looks fantastic, man. I didn't. I didn't. Did I disagree with you? I just. It was not in my notes. It was not my notes to talk about how good he looked. Left me out there, the cold. You could have disagreed with me, and we would have moved on. You had to leave the silence, and I'm gonna leave that shit in the podcast.